Welcome to the Gravity Beard Podcast. We're recording today in Studio A. Thank you to our listeners. We appreciate your continued support. Thank you to Jake Dexter for providing our theme song. It's called In the Mix. This episode also features original music by Guster and U.S. Army Blues. Full credits at the end of the episode. You can listen to the Gravity Beard Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere else you consume podcasts. Or you can find us at gravitybeard.com and on Facebook. In fact, I'd like to personally invite Corey, Greg, Tommy, or anyone else who's listened to at least one full episode to go out to iTunes right now to rate our podcast and write a review. Then, go to our Facebook page and hit the like button. Let's be honest, it's the least you could do since you get to consume all this amazing content at no cost to you. I assume you've heard of radio personalities Garrison Keillor, Paul Harvey, or Orson Welles. One of the main reasons they became legends in the industry is because they were great storytellers. They captured the imagination of their listeners who would hang on every word. You couldn't wait until the next time their show would air. Well, on today's episode of the Gravity Beard Podcast, I bring you another great storyteller. You've never heard of him. He's never been a professional broadcaster. He's never actually been on the radio, but you'll love listening to him. Today, he tells the story of a trip to his 55th high school reunion and how the most captivating girl in school finally, after over 50 years, shows up to the reunion for the first time, and the guys still can't get over her. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Ivan, how are you today? You know what? I'm great today. One of the things that that I like about you, and why I absolutely want you part of this podcast on an ongoing basis, is because you have a huge variety of interests, but you're also a great storyteller. I think what I want to do here, just for a minute, is just whatever you're comfortable sharing, tell us a little bit about you. Well, I grew up in a small uh, Texas town, Baytown. It was small at the time. I'm 72 years old. And I uh, just uh, came back from my 55th high school reunion. And uh, quite a few people actually have uh, passed on. Uh, but the ones that were there were quite lively. Well, I, was, I grew up in a Jewish Orthodox home in predominantly non-Jewish town. There were only a handful of Jews in, in the town. And, and it was... Uh, you know, uh, 25 miles southeast of Houston, uh, in between Houston and Baytown was Pasadena, where all the oil refineries are. And so, you know, it was quite a redneck kind of uh, area. And we had a big Exxon, which is a plant, which was at that time called Humble, Humble Oil and Refinery Company. And it was really a, a town uh, where the oil company, everybody worked for. They were either engineers, and then you had the merchants downtown, and that was pretty much it. So, and I grew up in a very, like I said, orthodox Jewish home. We had to go get kosher food from Houston and bring it in. Um, uh, that was primarily, I think, because my grandparents lived with us. My dad, when I was born in 43, and my dad was at Moore at the time, and, and my grandparents came to uh, live with us. Um, they were from Eastern Europe, and um, they taught me a lot, uh, but they came to stay with my mom and help raise me, and so they were there from the beginning. And uh, it was it was great having them and getting to know to know them and listen to their stories of coming over here. My grandfather was 18 when he came over this country. Didn't speak any English, and my my he left my grandmother uh, in Poland and and uh, she was 16 at the time. And he eventually sent for her. So it was quite a quite an interesting thing listening to them. And and I remember vividly uh, that he was fascinated with television. 
And when when uh, the man uh, when when NASA put the first man on the moon, he just sat and he just stared at that television. Uh, it, it was pretty phenomenal, pretty phenomenal. What what he thought of that? Yeah, he he couldn't even conceive of anything like that. Where did you go to college, and who were some of the people that you knew, roommates? Just uh, you know, I went to uh, the University of Texas. Um, you know, at the time, it was pretty easy to get into. It was a smaller school, uh, smaller at the time. Uh, but I went in 1961, and uh, uh, David Geffen was was uh, in, in my pledge class. He was a kid from New York. Uh, how he ended up in Texas, I have no idea. Um, he did, he was short-lived in, in Austin. He left after a year. Of course, he became probably more successful than anybody. Tell, well, tell David Geffen is, is a, a record Hollywood movie mogul. He's part of the SKG, the Spielberg uh, Geffen, or SPG or something, I forget. Uh, Kassen, SKG. SKG. Spielberg, Kassenberg, and Geffen formed uh, their big conglomerate. Uh, so anyway, and then uh, Kinky Friedman, who's run for governor of Texas and who had his own band, Kinky Friedman and the Texas Jew Boys. And uh, he was quite a quite an interesting character. So we had a, an array of people that were interesting. And then we had a war hero that just passed away, and I'll talk about him another time. Uh, it, it was fun going to the University of Texas. And uh, I, I dated a girl. I'll have to talk to you about her story sometime. She was from Midland, Texas, and we dated all through college. And she uh, ended up dumping me and moving to D.C. and, and getting involved in, pol- in the D.C. politics. She's been on the city council. She's been on the school board. Uh, she raised her kids. She sent her kids to... Uh, because she got married uh, to a real estate attorney and who, who really uh, was the representative for the guy who started the Mills Company. And he probably was the most successful real estate uh, person, lawyer, attorney in, in Washington, D.C. And my old girlfriend uh, was married to him. And uh, she became quite successful in her own right. And, and by Mills, for people that don't know, you're talking about the Mills Mall Company. No, it, correct. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it was a precursor to the mills. He's the man that started the mills. He used to be called Western Development Company. So you went down for your most recent high school reunion. Right. It was your 55th. Right. And I'm going to tell you one story and then we'll save more for later. Yeah. And before we get to that though, you haven't missed a high school reunion since you graduated. It was that important to me. Uh, You know, most of us at that time we had one high school, you know, we basically had one junior high one uh, elementary school, and so we were together this whole for the for the entire period of our of our uh, pre-college days, and we formed some real bonds. and And uh, so it was I, I, every five years we've had a, a reunion, and it's interesting that the committee who's done all these reunions finally said they've had enough. That You're this, kidding that me. There will be no more reunions as a as a committee by them. And I don't think anybody now wants to do committee, uh, be on a committee to do it because it's a lot of work. But what they said they do is they'll put out a notice that hey, we're going to meet at some restaurant in a few years from now, and and uh, uh, you know if somebody, everybody wants to show up, can do it. You know, and I said I thought well that's probably a good idea, and who give everybody plenty of notice, and whoever wants to come, come. And the only thing that I would suggest is that they provide name tags. <laughs> For people. Other than that, I think we're good to no go. Kidding. So we don't need a formal. What is the environment for a 55th high school reunion? What does that look like? What do you do? Where do you go? What kind of event is it? Well, we actually have had it in Baytown. 
and for the first evening, uh, we went to uh, somebody's house. We all got there Friday afternoon. Most of us that were from out of town stayed at a Hampton Inn, so we were all together. And uh, we had a party at some uh, this guy's house, and about half the people that were going to be come to the reunion, the big party Saturday night, came in town early and, and came to this guy's house, and we just had a big old time talking and yakking. And, and of course, the, the, the main feature there was name tags, which was very important. So, so how many people did you graduate with, and how well, many people? Well, we had a big class because it was the only high school all around this whole area, not just the town of Baytown, but around it. We had 506, and and probably almost 100 have passed away. You know, there were probably a little over 100 that came for it. Yeah, so it was so pretty. So, 20 percent of your original graduating class is still attending reunions. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good. good number. Yeah, it really is. That's what I thought. You know, and, and I would agree. another twenty percent has passed on, so uh, you know it's pretty pretty tough. And uh, some we didn't know about, some we did know about. Um, we try to disseminate that information to everybody. So you had a story you wanted to share with us today? I do want to tell you a story. So there was a girl who had never come to any of our reunions, and this was the most beautiful girl that we ever went to school with. And she had never come to any of the reunions. And she still is beautiful to this day. But it wasn't that she was just beautiful. It was the, it was her, because they were prettier people, I guess, but, but it was that she had the look. It was, in junior high school, I remember, I remember, I remember her in elementary, but more so in junior high, she just had this aura about her and her look. And of course, we didn't know what the word sexy meant at the time, and we didn't use that. But we knew that there was something really special about this girl. And I, I, so I think I mentioned to you, it was like a Kim Novak look. Kim Novak oh, was right. an actress right. from the 50s. I mean, she was in a lot of movies, but there's a scene from a movie called Picnic with William Holden where she dances on this dock. And, and I think you can... From that one scene, I think you can get what, what I mean by the look. She just had this aura. The scene really starts off with the, with the William Holden dancing with an awkward young girl. He's trying to kind of show her some moves, and she's played by Susan Strasberg. Her character is Millie Owens in the movie. Uh, his character, William Holden, is Hal Carter. And then in the background, all of a sudden, Kim Novak starts to appear. Now, William Holden has not seen her yet, but uh, Kim Novak plays a character called Madge Owens. And uh, William Holden's kind of showing this young girl the move. And all of a sudden, Kim Novak appears just on screen by herself. And she's got the moves down. And she's very sultry looking. She's just got the look. And she's uh, clapping her hands. And all of a sudden, William Holden sees her. And when he sees her, it's all over. She starts coming down the stairs. Just unbelievable. Just the way she just handles herself and he's captivated his, his his eyes he just can't and all of a sudden now he starts feeling the music and then they started kind of moving toward each other sw swaying if you will and her eyes are just their lo eyes are locked together now they finally touch he's holding her hand and, and like time like stops and then all of a sudden they start again and they just the music you can just kind of feel the music the way she looks the at him, he looks at her, and they're like one dancing. Uh, it looks like time just stops and stands still. Kim Novak and William Holden are just uh, pretty uh, intense with each other. 
That's all I can tell you. She, she's one of a kind. It's uh, very sultry uh, and exciting for something released in 1955. So there was a guy there that uh, I was sitting there talking to her and the guy walked up and, she, and her, he just couldn't get over that she was there. And he went on and on and on about her, how she had this look and how captivating she was. And, and he couldn't say enough about the look that she had and and uh, and it was her eyes I think I really think it was her eyes and I said and he it was so vivid in his memory and the more he talked to her about it the more I remembered that that he I knew exactly what he was talking about in the meantime um, another guy comes up and said and her name is Sonia and says Sonia I, I've got a story to tell you that 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 uh, uh, the, the first time we were in class together, uh, and I was at Shy Kid, he said, and there was a, uh, he, he said, when I saw you, I said to myself, who is this creature? She's unbelievable. He, he said, I remember that to this day. And finally, after a month of being in the class together, he said he, he sat in front of a guy, uh, behind, uh, a guy behind him was named Vernon. Anyway, he finally, he said, I finally got enough nerve up to talk to you, Sonia. And what I said was, uh, have you met my friend Vernon? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we all, uh, we, we couldn't stop being around her. These are memories that are vivid from almost 60 uh, years ago. Yes. I, I mean, it was unbelievable. This look, It's hard to describe a look like that. I, I mean, and you something you don't forget. You don't really think about it because she'd never attended any reunions. But I mean, we couldn't stop talking about her. So that's my story about one story from the reunion. I thought I'd share that with you. Every single one of our listeners is grabbing a computer or device. It's going <laughs> to go look at that video so they know exactly what you're talking about. Anyway, uh, thank you for the opportunity to share. And hopefully I'll share more stories with you as, as time goes on. So. Ivan, I think your stories are great. Thank you for being with us. This is the uh, Gravity Beer Podcast. You're welcome. Adios. We'll see you next time. You can listen to the Gravity Beard Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere else you consume podcasts. Or you can find us at gravitybeard.com and on Facebook. Our opening theme song is In the Mix by Jake Dexter. The song you're listening to now is One Man Wrecking Machine by Guster. It's on their 2006 record, Ganging Up on the Sun. You also heard Main Stem and Barbara from the album Live at Blues Alley by U.S. Army Blues. Find them at usarmyband.com and freemusicarchive.org slash music slash U.S. underscore army underscore blues registered as public domain by Creative Commons. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. We'll see you next time.
Now